everybody. This is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University, and we're back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. Every week, we talk about how to love ourselves, others, and a higher nature, how to improve our finances, career, relationships, health, and spirituality. And we have a very exciting guest today, Alina Duwadi. Our topic will be, if your face were a soul, what would you look like? Now, Lena is a very interesting person. She's a passionate storyteller and a value-based social media expert. She began her career as a radio journalist in Nepal, and she has been a social media influencer, a news anchor, a blogger, and editorial head of one of India's top digital media companies. She has been featured on BBC and has two master's degrees. Her mission is to create a positive impact on people's lives and be an advocate for emotional and spiritual health. Welcome, Lena, to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, you have a very fascinating story. You grew up, you said, in a small town in a small country, Nepal, which a lot of people may not know where that is. I think it's in India or close to India. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you said that you wanted from an early age to be in media. And girls, I guess, at your age didn't talk about those kind of things, or maybe that wasn't the most common thing to do. And you mentioned there are a lot of young women or women that have a dream, but they don't really accomplish it because of maybe societal influence or family influence. So how did you achieve your dream and did your family support you or not support you? Uh, thank you. First of all, thank you so yes. much for having me here. It's so uh, exciting. Yes. And yeah, yes, talking about my career, yes, I always believe that I was always a rebellion in family. Oh, okay. Because because I always wanted to do something that no family members did yes. to the day. And, and yes, back in those days, uh, being in media, even even mentioning in front of family that I'll, I'll be in media, I'll work in media was yes. a big deal. Yes, initially I was not accepted. My my views, opinion, and my decision, but I just did. <laughs> yeah. So I see. A, now, did your parents? Did you have yeah. either parents or grandparents? Did they say not to do it, or did they worry about it yes, as a woman? I to was do that? I I was denied. My parents even told me, "Yes, you you don't do." You know what? When I went for uh, the interview uh, yes. for uh, my my local radio station, our uh, local radio station in our hometown was. Uh, it had vacancy. They were looking for a news person, news anchor. And I just went there without telling my parents, without telling anyone in the family, my sisters and all. Wow. So I just went okay. and I was I was accepted and they offered me job. Then then only I told my parents, I told to my family okay. and they're yes. like, oh, what, what? Mm. This is not something for you. This is not something for girls. Yes. And, you know, yes. even I heard that good girls don't work in media. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've heard but, that before but, in certain countries. I just went. I just went. I just okay. continued going and I, uh, I just did that. I yeah. see. That sounds good. So you're kind of, you say, a rebel in your own country, I guess, in some ways. Alina, I just saw a ring on your finger. Is that a marriage ring that you have? No, uh, I have two rings. One uh, is it, gifted it, by my sister and another is, it's a symbol of God. I'm talking about the tattoo finger or ring. Do you have one there? This is a tattoo fail. This is not a tattoo. <laughs> oh, is that a tattoo? Oh, is that, a, is that a, it's a ring? Yeah, this is ring that I'm engaged to God. Oh, okay. That, uh, yeah. That's okay, well, it's actually the middle finger, so you got to be careful with that. But uh, mm -hmm. I see. So you're a spiritual person. We're going to get into that. Spirituality is a great thing. Now, you know, there is a man named Muhammad Yanus who created something called micro-lending mm -hmm. in the uh, East Indian area about lending small amounts of money to uh, impoverished people, you know, uh, mainly females who wanted to start a small business. Now, some people mm -hmm. have criticized that as taking advantage. Other people think it's a good thing. What do you think of that idea of micro-lending? Is that a good or a bad thing? in the poorer communities where they lend, you know, like a few thousand dollars to poor people to start a business? I am not very sure of this idea. I'm sorry. You heard yeah. about, oh, okay. But I mean, if philosophically people think it's a good idea to give people an opportunity, right? They don't have, you know, because they can't apply to a bank loan, you know, for $2,000. But there's banks that do that to help them start a business. What encouraged you to start? Because you said that your family was against you. Was there anyone that did support you in your ventures to be a media person? 
So yes, one thing I very much strongly believe that this, you know, my, my passion that was inbuilt even before I uh, was born, I believe yeah. I, this is something I got from my previous births. That's yeah. why even if I had nobody to tell you what to do and what not to do, and you know, I was, I decided what I will be doing for the rest of my life yes. when I was pretty young, like, you know, when I was pretty young. And I, I think that the force that that was inside me i let that force drive me all my life and yes. i did not listen to anyone wow okay it's like yeah. an innate, something innate within yourself like a soul or a spirit listen yes. to some yes. of the great like mozart or beethoven or writers and you know they always have this inside them since the early age yes sounds like yes. You're, you're like that as well <laughs> now yes. also um you seem very cheerful you you laugh a lot and smile lena so you, you seem like a happy person and I then, watch uh, a lot of uh, stand-up comedies. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. There you go. <laughs> okay. Some yeah. of the Indian, I guess Bollywood is pretty famous, no? For a lot of humor as well. Yes. And, and music. Yes. Now, you also mentioned that in your, your mind, you have a nice blog and I like some of the stuff you write, that mm -hmm. the world is full of good hearts. A lot of people would say, well, it's not really, you know, there's a lot of violence and aggression in the world. And, you know, we had the pandemic and a lot of people are, are depressed and upset. But you said that there's actually good hearts in the world. And you, you tell the story of a young girl who came to you who had uh, emotional problems. You were trying to help her. And then you, you said you, you recommended her for a professional counselor. But the counselor was charging her too much money. And then, and then you yeah. said, well, I'm going to put a Facebook post. And see what happened. And actually, you said dozens of professional counselors offered to help her for free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell yeah. me about that. How did, how did that work? Yes, actually, just like you mentioned, I believe that there are more good people, good hearts than yes. than the not so good ones. Yeah, that's why our life is so beautiful. And, you know, we always when it comes to anything, any situation, even in, in pandemic, just we have seen how so many people like thousands and thousands of people have mm -hmm. come together to help mm -hmm. others in need. Yes. And that is what I, I, I always I'm on this mission that I I envision a world where people only have great stories to tell yes and talking about this uh, young girl she's from a remote uh, village of uh, south india and uh, she was she used to uh, like message me for it's been more than two or three years she would always read my post and these things and she would message me i like your post it gives me like courage and i'm motivated and i'm inspired and all these things and she was going through some depression she had she was in probably she was in coma and she had the bad like worst phase of her life in terms of physical and mental health mm. and uh, just she mentioned that uh, sister she calls me sister though we haven't met but she thinks that you like she's pretty close to me yeah. and one day she mentioned that sister i need uh, like professional help but a lot of people i reached out i went to hospital they are charging me lo a lot they are like right. thousand rupees per session and i don't have money my family doesn't have money and uh, and I, I i thought of posting and you know whatever that this is the best thing I, I, I think I, I do because <laughs> when it comes to sharing like this thing, I post on social media and I'm so privileged to have great, great people in my network. Yes. And I posted and you won't believe like a lot of around 50 people. Wow. 
many were professionals and uh, many of them were not professionals but they are always like they are always eager to help people in need and you know uh, practicing informally not very much professionally but practicing this thing yes. and uh, yeah i connected her to one of the counselors and he helped her a lot and now she's so fine and she uh, still keeps messaging me and yes. she's yeah, she's doing pretty well. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. That's really. I think we're yes, out, this, uh, is, this is the yeah. this is that achievement, and this is I yes. think this is what makes me feel so good, and that I have accomplished something in my exactly. life. Yeah. That's why I love yeah. university. Our uh, main philosophy is um, to extend lovey energy without expectation. So uh, we call it agape in certain religions, or karuna, compassion, or bhakti, mm -hmm. you know, which is devotion in the Hindu religion. Now, mm -hmm. interestingly enough, now you say something like this. You say that everyone is religious or spiritual, even if they may not realize it. And I thought, that's a very interesting idea. And I, I looked into mm -hmm. uh, Nepal, and they say you guys have the highest percentage of uh, Hindus, I guess 82%. But you also tolerate other religions as well, I guess Buddhism and other religions. Uh, so I'm kind of curious about that comment, because some people say, no, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in anything beyond myself. So how do you say that everyone is spiritual or religious even if they don't realize it. You, you, you know what? There's a fact that today today only I heard and I even tweeted it that God is, don't squeeze God into a religion. He's uh, much bigger than that. Mm. Yeah. And these religions we have created that all the divisions that we have created. And you right. know what? Religion in Sanskrit, it, it's called dharma. And mm. the, the actual mm. meaning of dharma is our responsibility. Oh, okay. How do you spell it? That's not dharma. Is it? How do you spell that? Dharma. Oh, dharma. Okay, like duty or duty or something like that. This is the real meaning of religion in Sanskrit. That the how how this word originated is responsibility. Then what's my responsibility? What I'm supposed to do? It's not a. It just it doesn't just belong to worshiping and you know praying and all these things and following a just. Rituals, it's, it's it's much more bigger than that. Yes. And spirituality, what I believe and what I have understood mm -hmm. all my uh, life is, is it's totally different from religion. Mm -hmm. And spirituality, it's spirit. We all are mm -hmm. spirit. We all are right. energy. We all have that that spirit inside us that drives this body. Yes. And that that is the existence, real existence. Yeah. And if and the spirit that is full of virtues and great virtues and values. If I drive my personality through the spirit, that is a spirit, yes. spirit, spirit and personality. Mm -hmm. That is spirituality. Yes. You know what? We all are spiritual. We all yes. are spiritual because we love, because we love peace. We love mm -hmm. prosperity, honesty, and these values and virtues. Even if we are not inculcating, mm -hmm. we believe in these values and we yes. we love these values. Why do we people? Why do we respect somebody? Because we respect somebody for their values, for their virtues. So I, right. I think, yeah, mm. everybody is spiritual and everybody is religious. It's not, yes. it's not a matter of any yes. debate. If yes. we look from the bird's eye view, right. from mm. broader perspective, it's yes. yeah, it's pretty simple and sorted. Yeah, I like that. You're you're very joyous in your in your persona, and um, one thing I, you know, you can say that a spiritual belief or even a religious belief is something that you believe beyond yourself. But for some people, it's, uh, for example, the path of pleasure. People like to uh, eat and enjoy, and you know, the essential pleasures. And uh, in some of the Eastern religions, they don't really necessarily condemn that, but they say that's a path that has a limit. And then there's the path of duty, you know, which is being responsible, citizen, society, things like that. 
And then uh, ultimately there's a path of love, you know, they call it Bhatki or Karuna or, or Agape. So mm-hmm. that's another level. So it, it's possible people need to go through certain levels before they reach to the, the higher level or the, you know, the, the ideal level of, of you know, this, the spiritual love. So that's a pretty powerful idea. Uh, the other thing you talk about is you said that be the hope you never lost in you know, one of your blogs. You talk about a rickshaw, a young rickshaw driver who you met, and you asked him, uh, do you like what you're doing now? He, I think he was before working for another, uh, for someone else. And he said, yes, I do. And he said something like, um, no one to poke, no more torture. Uh, so he wanted freedom. But I'm thinking rickshaw driver seems like it's a very hard job. I mean, you got to carry people, I don't know if it's physical or, or bicycle or motorcycle in, in the hot sun. So why would anyone want to be a rickshaw driver versus working in a, in a job, mm-hmm. as far as you know? Yes, yes. I, I think I think you have observed my social posts a lot. And, <laughs> and you know what? I have thousands and thousands of stories, such, such yes. great stories right. that whenever I go to, yes. you know, whenever I ride an Uber, I, I, I immediately start talking to well, the driver. So you were, uh, now rickshaw, do they carry you on their back? Uh, or was he on a bicycle? No, or no, it? no. It, it, it's like auto rickshaw. It's, yeah, it's just like a motor. motor, okay, so motor. But, but still, he's in the hot sun. Why would he want to do, why does he say he likes that better than working? I think he said he was an assistant to uh, a vendor or something. Why would he want to do that instead? Yes, yes, I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember that instance when I was in India, and that mm-hmm. person told me. I I asked him why did you switch your job and yes. why why you started doing this. So he told me, you know, madam, uh, this is I'm having a free life, mm-hmm. so I'm enjoying this life. Yes. Then I I started thinking, yes, freedom is such a great mm-hmm. virtue, and it's yes. it's a, such a great value that we all love freedom. Right. And just like you mentioned, we some people find pleasure in eating, traveling, and all these things. Hmm. For what? For ultimate, ultimately, they want peace. They want freedom. They want to let their spirit free. And yes. uh, whatever the path they they choose, whatever hmm. technique they choose, right. everybody wants freedom. And through yes. spirituality, what I have experienced is, you know, you don't need that age to, you don't need... To cross that, you know, bhakti, karma, and all these stages, you can write, uh, you know, straight away start your yes. uh, that, that journey to spirituality mm-hmm. and journey to like real freedom. Mm-hmm. The right after you are born, and that right after you, your consciousness and your awareness is born. Wow. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I like that. By the way, uh, Lena, have you heard of Sadguru, this uh, mm-hmm. mystical guy? I kind of, I kind of visualize as a female Sadguru a little bit without the beard. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a big compliment. Is he respected yeah, yeah. in uh, India? Do you know who that is, Sadguru? Yes, my sister is crazy about it. He's speeches. on all these different yeah. uh, YouTube. Yes, yeah, he's so. so famous for his, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. So, I mean, he's a kind of a practical speaker. So, he, he talks about a lot of spiritual things in a practical way, which I think you, you do the same thing. Uh, and also, you talk about um, that no beard, right? You don't want to do that. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. right, you look good, all right. <laughs> but the other thing you talk about is mental illness, which is really a, a very important topic, very interesting topic. Uh, the stigma of mental illness in certain cultures. Now, the idea of, are you okay? And you say that if you can't empathize with someone who's uh, depressed, for example, don't speak at all. And there are apparently people that say things like, you know, toughen up, don't be weak. And I don't know if that's uh, common in your, your culture. Do people still look down upon mentally ill people in uh, Nepal or India? Yes, un- unfortunately, in places like small places like uh, my country, yes. we have 
though we have evolved a lot, but we must admit that there's a lot to be done. There's a lot yeah. to be done. And, and why I always, you know, try to raise voice against, uh, like, uh, in favor of uh, this is, you know, we don't know. Back in those days when I, when I you know, even if, I uh, remember, recall my story when I was going through, when I started my media journey and I was, after two, three years, I, I had a tuberculosis. Oh, wow. and I, Yeah, and I was in a phase that I was mm. totally in bed rest and I, didn't, oh, wow. I, I did not go to a job and I was mm. like, my all my skin was mm. dark and my skin color wow. and everything. I remember I was in severe like in melancholy like mm. I was so sad and I was depressed and you know I, I didn't know what to say to someone I I, I did not know uh, I I even did not know that I was depressed now mm. I realized yes. that uh, that was that was uh, a kind of depression I went yes. through and you know what when I don't know what is depression and what it actually looks like with all the nowadays with all social media awareness we have come to know mm -hmm. because we share a lot of stories and we extend stories right. back in those days we didn't know nothing and even in remote parts where people do not have internet access and when right. people are not so educated about this stuff they don't know and whenever somebody feels like you know uh, if somebody sits looks like having, being sad the only thing the person gets to hear is, hey, chill, come on. Right. Nobody bothers what the person is going through. And right, exactly. nobody, nobody, you know, uh, bothers about listening to the person's story and all these things. This is this is a pretty sad thing. Yes. And I always, yeah, I always try to, you know, help people in need, whoever people, whoever comes to me, uh, message, they message me, call me and, you know, uh, reach out to me. I have, by the way, I have a lot of people who just say, I just want to, you know, hey, I, I don't know you. Who are, I don't know who are you, but I want to share. Yes, I yes. want to share my story. Right. And what I do, I just listen. I don't give any judgments. I don't give any, you know, I yes. don't uh, respond. I don't even respond or react until and unless they want to hear something from me. Exactly. So I think a lot of time people, we just need ears, not mouth. I was going to say that, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. That's when you <laughs> So you're talking about yeah. empathetic listening, you know, with, uh, you know, pure attention is a very mm -hmm. powerful tool. You know, in therapy, we use it. And also um, just you know, on a day-to-day, -day, you know, with friends or family members, right, to listen mm -hmm. to them without judgment. Mm -hmm. Because judgment is what clouds the picture, makes people yes. insecure, self-conscious. But uh, yeah. without judgment means to give love without expectation. You yes. know, that you're not going to expect them to, to do a certain thing or act a certain way, but just to be themselves. Yes, yes. And the, yeah, and the only thing people like, you know, hesitate to share their stuff. People take people take years and years to come up with, you know, uh, their own story and share on any platform or any with any person. Why? Why do they just, you know, prefer to stay silent? Because they fear of being judged. Exactly. Now yeah. we, we take it to even a more severe level and it's very serious, uh, the idea of suicide. And you talk about it uh, in, in the, your blogs. The idea that knowledge may not save a suicidal person. Like, for example, you can know that you can never, you should never give up or, you know, this will change or get better. But when you're in that depressed state, you're very deep down and it's hard to give up, you know, it's hard to come up out of there. And those, uh, you know, platitudes or those words may not affect the person to help, to save them. So what can you do to help a suicidal person? Let's say are words enough. What can you do to, to help them? Actually, this is this is the, uh, one of the most difficult things to deal with. Actually, I had uh, 
a couple of years back i had one guy coming to me and yes again i didn't know that that guy mm-hmm. he came to me and he was uh, like i'm feeling suicidal and uh, unfortunately the person had lost three family members oh, wow. uh, you know in one year mm-hmm. so he told me that yeah, i'm very like there's no purpose to live there's no reason that i live now and i feel like this and i was so like i was so speechless first thing i'm not a counselor i'm not a, i'm not an expert i'm just a normal person trying to you know uh, raise a bit of awareness in my capacity right. and uh, yes and I, I did not know what to say and i just you know i just kept my silence and the person uh, himself he kept on sharing and sharing and right. you know what in the end like he said now i feel a little bit lighter mm. yeah so wow, thank okay. you for thank you for listening to me and okay. thank you for saying nothing actually so, actually, yeah. so so you had the loving ears is basically what helped him in that sense yeah, I, uh, I tried to speak yes. less and listen more. And that's, a, that's a good way to do it. And, uh, yeah. But also things like faith, um, gratitude, you know, there's certain things that can help people when they're stuck in a very low position, uh, spiritually and mentally, uh, to raise their energy level. And mm-hmm. uh, those are important things to do. You know, action, taking some small activity, um, you know, maybe loved ones that can give them some, some support. Uh, finding a passion or meaning in life, you know, something beyond themselves that they're want to, you know, leave behind at some point in their life. So there are many things we can do to help people who are suicidal or, dep- or majorly depressed. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, uh, Lena, you know that Love University, we have, I wrote a best-selling book called Love Types on personality types and, and compatibility. Mm-hmm. And we often have people that want to meet the right person. So there's, a, I have a, someone for you. Here's a 30-year-old a man who wants to be your uh, boyfriend for one year, he says. Uh, and I think you wrote about it in your blog. And he, he, he came to you. Uh, this is a real story, I imagine. He said to you, you are confident, mature, and independent, but I'm not. Please be my boyfriend, I guess, for one year. And you said, oh, yeah. you, you answered to him. You said, start taking responsibility for yourself instead of wasting time begging. Now, you said you were a little harsh, but sometimes the hard way is the right way. So um, tell us I about this. I was so rude. I was so rude, yeah. You're rude. Okay. But is this, a, is this true? So someone wanted to be your boyfriend for one year, he said, and um, I guess he's a younger man. He's 30 years old. So what happened? Tell us about that. <laughs> Okay, maybe he uh, was looking for someone and uh, I met him uh, in my travel and uh, as usual, I just, uh, you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm good to him and we just talked and I I think he went a Mm -hmm. bit like one step ahead and, uh, you know. So you met met him in the real world. I mean, this is a real meeting that you had with him. I met him in a hotel. He okay. was <laughs> okay. in, in, in a hotel I stayed in. Okay. And uh, yeah, and after that, we talked a lot about, you know, like uh, we, we shared a lot of things that I, you know, the yes. values, the principles that right. we follow and uh, that person right. from a different country and from different set of culture and background and all yes. these things. And yes, mm-hmm. I, I should admit that I was rude because, you know, that, I, I, I felt that was the right thing to do because mm. I would, when if I was so humble and so kind and mm. so bothering and that person mm. might feel like, okay, she's also interested in me. Mm. And so mm. I should, you know. I see. Uh, so but what, what, did he, uh, what did he only say one year? Uh, that That's interesting. Um, he didn't want a long-term commitment or what was yes, his Yes, the story, the story is he's, he told me that 
in one year, I'll, I'll transform myself and I'll become mature. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. So, so you're like <laughs> a one-year program of uh, self-development. <laughs> in love, I guess. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. But then you told him, uh, basically you're saying to love yourself first. I mean, to find within yourself that inner love. And then uh, eventually, uh, hopefully you can attract, you know, someone that resonates with your personality. And But also you talk about a bigger concept is the idea of loneliness, you mentioned that loneliness, and we talk about this a lot at Love University, is maybe one of the biggest killers of mind and body, even more than obesity or, or smoking. It can actually cause physical illnesses, emotional illnesses. One of our missions at Love University is to help eradicate loneliness by the year 2025 uh, through our community of, of love and uh, mm -hmm. connection. So it sounds like you have also this uh, big idea about loneliness, and um, especially social media. You say people that use it too much feel detached. Uh, and we talk about loneliness as being separated from yourself, others, and a higher nature, which could be God or spirit. So mm -hmm. tell us, how do you view this idea of loneliness? And this young man apparently was lonely. Yeah, yeah, actually. And uh, there are two, uh, like, uh, I have replaced loneliness with uh, the word alonement. Oh, okay. This is, yeah, this is like, I read it somewhere. And this is like, I'm still like, I'm alone in this house now. But mm -hmm. I feel fulfilled. Okay. I'm, so I'm you, still you call it alonement? Is it a term you yeah, use? Yeah, okay. it's, it's alonement. And cool. you know what? I, I read it somewhere in an article and I, I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. When I'm full inside, when I'm contented inside, when I have a lot of good things inside me and I'll not look for any other person, of course, having, you know, having great people around, having company, having good people, family and all this yes. people around me is great. That's that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. But when I'm not with somebody else, when I'm not with people around me, when yes. I'm uh, when I'm with myself, I still do not have to feel like I'm empty. Right. Exactly. So, right, yeah. So this young man was, was trying to reach out because he felt lonely, you feel. And uh, he looked at you to fill his loneliness. And also he said he was immature or something. He wanted your wisdom. But he talked about in a love relationship. But you told him, you know, first you got to love within yourself. So what happened? Did you ever hear back from him again? Did he, um, you know, find a woman as far as you know? Or? I'm still in touch with him. I yes. uh, we, we, we just exchange hi, hello every mm -hmm. A couple of months, but okay. I, I think he's fine, so we don't okay, talk. Good. About All right, so he's, he's a success <laughs> story. Okay, <laughs> so, so a little bit of tough love is what you needed, right? So you wanted to get him on on the right track. So, yeah. Lena, by the way, um, I'm going to throw you in a pool of water that's mm -hmm. six feet deep. Now, you told me you're you're afraid of water, right? I think you said the word aquaphobia. Yes. And then yes. you're talking about that you wanted to learn how to swim, I guess, to conquer that and. You're in the three feet of swimming pool. You're okay. And then the teacher says, hey, go to the other side of six feet. And then yeah, he, he actually he pushed, he pushed you in the water. Okay. And you said you made it, but you're still afraid. Are you still, are you still afraid of water or no? Yes. I'm still afraid of water. After coming to the U.S., I just tried swimming. But I think, yeah, I, I, I realized that when, whenever, when I die, water could be the reason. I, 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 I still fear. But, still yeah, fear. Okay. But, but, yeah, I mean, I almost drowned as a little kid. So, But I, I, I'm not a good swimmer, but I try. Uh, so, so what do you say to people? Now, you talk about there are no inflatables in the pool of life. So basically, there's nothing to, you know, you got to jump in there. So how do you say to people that are afraid of life to jump in the pool, like you said, because you know it's a mystery down there. Yes, when you when you are when you are afraid of just like you know resonating with my story of mm -hmm. uh, learning swimming, when you are afraid of jumping in the water, 
God sent somebody to push you ah, in the water. Ah, <laughs> okay, okay. And hopefully to rescue you if, if you need it too, right? A lifeguard. Yes, right. yes. And, and, and yes, when, when God pushes you in the water, he definitely he has, you know, that lifeguards uh, for you as well. So I feel that life is, then what is God? This universe is God. The supreme, that energy is God. This yes. universe, our life, and this world teaches us everything if i'm not learning from my like you know people around me and my from my school and university then there's there's a big teacher life yes it teaches you everything that you have missed in learning you from yourself like right. you know <laughs> from rest of the things so uh, yeah for the people who are you know it's it, people who are afraid of jumping in their life it's it's a very broad thing and Maybe people, you know, uh, fear of trying out the career they want or uh, for a relationship or any other business job or any other thing. I think what fear, what, what specific thing they are afraid to, they should, they should have this mentality that yes. today, I'm, today I'm afraid of it. But at the same time, I should prepare myself to jump into that. Yes. That, that time comes, comes. Anytime, anytime, not to today, but tomorrow, maybe the, the day after tomorrow. So, yes. you know, you have to have this mentally prepared that, you know, anything can happen to you anytime. Exactly. Just be prepared for that. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think, uh, you know, in the book I wrote, Invincible You, I say, um, take action despite the fear. Uh, and, then, you know, that's the key to one of the keys to dissolving fear. But mm -hmm. I just realized this is, I never thought of this, but the, the term lifeguard is kind of cool because it means guarding your life. So you think of a higher power, God, spirit, uh, is there to guard you, uh, to guard yes. your life. So if you yes. trust in that higher nature, exactly. then, then it's going to help you take that, you know, take the risk, right? Take the chance. Yes. Because you have someone to catch you, right? Someone to pull you out of yes, that uh, yes. water. God doesn't come himself, but he'll have, you know, people, great people will guard you right. through, uh, through Some, your someone life. Someone call yeah. them angel, you know, angel, human angels exactly. or something like that. Exactly. That, exactly. that uh, they come yeah. to, to save you, right? Like if you're on the yeah. side of the road, that's happened to me where my car broke down and somebody came and really helped me. And that person uh, is an angel to you, right? Exactly. Angel. Yeah. So yes, I thought, yes. uh, yeah. Angels are everywhere. Yeah. Yes. I, I truly believe that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, uh, Lena, then we get to the, the ultimate phase, which is death. And this is a hard topic. And you're talking about your grandmother who you loved a lot. And she was a, a little lady who was very sweet to you. And she inspired you. I think you said, she says, uh, do what truly moves you. And if you, uh, no one upholds it, I will be there for you, meaning your grandmother. Of course, she, she did die. You said you felt devastated, but you still have her memories of her. So how did you get through your grief? My, my dad died a few years ago. It was very hard. So um, what is your advice to people about death? So I have realized is time is the biggest healer. Mm. So with time, you, you know, Yes, I, yes, we, we all know that that's that, you know, that vacuum that has created inside you will never be fulfilled. But right. at least you can try, at least you can try to fill it with good things that make, yes. that make, uh, you know, our lost ones feel good. Yes, definitely. So, yes, death is, this is, this is such a bitter word to, you know, even discuss about. And, mm -hmm. but this is a reality we cannot deny, right. you know, any, any, uh, like any day could be our last day in life. We don't know. This is something, you right. know, no matter how advanced we'll go in technology and everything, no matter how sensitive we, you, right. we, we call ourselves, but there are a few things that nature has given us that we know will never uh, defeat it. So, uh, yes, just like I mentioned, I was in talk with 
this guy who lost uh, three family members yes. in just a uh, you know span of one year that person every day was like uh, coming to me and we you know just sharing his grief and crying on all these things and it was really hard for me to even deal with that person because all I could do was just listen to him and just you know just listen to him and share my experience of right. you know how how I went through the similar phase mm-hmm. so for for those who have lost their uh, loved ones I I the only thing I can say is remember them with love not with grief exactly well I think because really, uh, yeah the loving energy is one thing that goes beyond your body and you know today's yeah. topic is uh, if your face were a soul what would you look like so if that, mm-hmm. that is the face of love, then, uh, you know, the person that died will leave that behind in the hearts of people that remember that. And of course, you know, the good works they did, you know, things they accomplished uh, spiritually or psychologically. That's a very powerful concept. You know, love as an ultimate, you know, uh, inheritance, shall we say, you know, when, when you leave. And you just say that no one believed in you, but I have a feeling that your grandma may have believed in you, right? When you were a little kid, did she believe in you and your dreams? Yes, yes. And actually, uh, yes, uh, you know what, I should I should say that a lot of people believed in me and my mm-hmm. sisters when my, you okay. know, it's, it's just, a, uh, I can't blame my parents that they did not understand me. I can't blame anyone that okay. did, did not understand me because we are shaped by our society. Right. Our mindset is shaped by right. our society and culture and everything. Exactly. What my mom went through, yeah. she will, she will, you know, she will not uh, want me to go through the same, uh, you know, difficulties. Right. So exactly. in order to protect me out of that attachment or love or yes. whatever you, you mm-hmm. say, she'll, she'll, okay. uh, she'll try that life goes easier with me. Maybe that yes. was the one. Well, your grandmother did believe in you, right? She's the one that said, you know, go for your dreams. And you remember that in her, right? That, that lovely yeah, energy she had. Yes, 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 yes. yes uh, and, and, yeah. I see. Now, Lena, one thing I like to kind of um, summarize everything is you talk about the best things you've done in your life. And you have a nice little list. But before I get to that, I want to ask you, what is the worst thing you've done in your life? The worst thing I have done in my life is I cried a lot. Okay. And I was, I, I, I feel crying is just an expression. This is, this doesn't, uh, you know, show that if you are weak or this is, this is not. Uh, did you cry for uh, like someone died or just uh, like someone was mean to no, you or something? No, I was so emotionally, I was sensitive? so fragile. Uh, yeah, oh. sensitive. Oh, okay. And now I believe that I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. I have evolved as a person okay. and, you okay. know, I, uh, I don't cry for for little every, things, uh, little things. <laughs> okay. but I used to, but I used to, but at the same time, I believe that I don't term any of the things I did as worse because mm. that is what sh- uh, shaped me. And okay. that is what taught me yes. probably, you know, mm. I, I learned from the worst things, so-called yes, worst things, uh, more than the best things in life. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So not, uh, you know, basically to be regret free. So, you know, not to have regrets. But you learn the lessons from, you know, even if you did make a mistake or, you know, things didn't work out the right way, you learn that for the future. And that shaped you as well. Now, let's talk about the good things. Now, it sounds like you have a lot of uh, really good things that you've done in your life that have helped you. You talk about discovering your passion at a young age, which is media, and then following that career. Uh, you, turned, you talked about reading and writing. And you say you didn't read until you were 25. Is that really true? You never read anything serious until you were older? Yes, actually, I started reading uh, pretty uh, late in life and, you know, being, uh, 
I was so busy in uh, my career. I started my career right after my high school, so I was oh, okay. so, I was so occupied in things. Right. And, but, but I'm you sure know, you're right. In high school, you had to read books to get through high school, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about like for pleasure or like reading for you know for other reasons. Mm-hmm. You didn't do it until 25. Yeah. Okay, but then now you love to read, right? You said that's one of the things that's helped you reading and writing to express yourself. You know what? When I got into professional writing, when I was actually started, I started getting paid for my writing. Then I thought, okay, I need to start reading because mm. I have to improve my English. I have to okay. improve my grammar and everything. Yes. That's why I started doing that. Yeah. Okay. And also you mentioned uh, a very important thing, spirituality, God, meditation. Uh, you say you're a vegetarian. Your body is made of plants and not not meat or not uh, animals. And I'm thinking of uh, Gandhi, who talked a lot about vegetarianism as a, a form of purity, even celibacy and things like that. So why is that important to you? Now, in America, we're not usually vegetarian. I know you, you moved to America. So how do you maintain? You see a Big, ba- a Big Mac or burger everywhere you go and, you know, all this meat everywhere. So... How do you, every, how do you, every, yeah. every newspaper I lift, I see all the, you know, these ads. Yeah. And Steaks <laughs> and everything. Okay. So how do you maintain vegetarianism in a world of meat? Sometimes it's pretty difficult because uh, I every time I have to search vegan, vegetarian restaurants near me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but yeah, I lived my, with my sister for two years mm-hmm. and uh, at home I was like, I was free to cook what I wanted to cook, so I never had to, you know. Sometimes when we go for traveling, some it, it becomes difficult. But, but I think that doesn't mean I mm-hmm. I, I cannot compromise with my life's choices. Yes. So, but, but why are yeah. you? Is it some people say because they don't want to kill animals? Some people say it's spiritual or it's healthier. Why are you a vegetarian? And 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 how do you recommend so that? So my parents. Uh, so my parents uh, are from spiritual background and we never cook non-vegetarian mm-hmm. in our home. Okay. So from the beginning of life, uh, mm-hmm. I was we were served, uh, you know, we, we avoided all those non-veg things and yes. not even onions and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, garlic and, mm-hmm. you know, things, things, things like this. So coming from that family and mm-hmm. uh, that, that roots, they are seeded so strongly in my yes. head and heart. And <laughs> I never had to think, you know, of right. changing my lifestyle. But, but why, why is it? I mean, I don't know the spiritual philosophy behind it, but what, what is the spiritual philosophy behind being a vegetarian? Is there like you shouldn't kill you know, other creatures or eat them? What is it that prevents people more, from doing More than that, what you consume, hmm. you become like that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Your, your body, your mind and body is shaped. Yes. They are shaped by what you eat. Hmm. So, okay. I see. So, so plants are a little more spiritual, maybe. They're lighter or something like that. You know, they have a different energy is the idea. Yes, yes. Yeah, plants are a little nicer. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, um, also, you said, you said, interesting, you said, make less friends. You said, have five amazing, crazy friends. Uh, so I'm thinking that, uh, I mean, that's for people that are introvert energy may not want a lot of friends. But how about if you're extrovert? What if you do like to a lot of friends? What do you say to those people? It's great to have friends. I am, in a way, I'm very much non-social. I have okay. very less friends. So, so you're, more, you're more introvert energy. So you get energy from I your, your own thoughts. I am very much introvert, but... Okay. Uh, Sometimes forcefully extroverted. Okay, like like today, right? You get to talk. <laughs> okay, but, but the introvert means that energy. Like after this, you have to take a hot tub or relax and meditate. You know, because you used up all your social energy for the day. I'm the same way. Uh, 
So do you, but you recommend that for a lot of people, even if you're extrovert, to have like a fewer close friends? Is that your your idea? In personality, we we come with a set of personality. We we come with a set set of values and virtues yeah. inside us. So I'll never tell an extrovert person to become an introvert. Right. So so just. So be be just like you, and you yes. know, make make the most of it. So having great friends, sometimes I sometimes I I'm so I go crazy that why don't I have, I have a great <laughs> many friends? Why don't I you okay. know go to hang out with uh, friends on yeah. weekends? Okay. Every time on weekends, I'm just with my laptop and I'm doing uh, some, right. something and all this. Well, well, you have Dr. Alex, so I'm your friend now, and Love University is your friend. So okay. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we thank just you made so a new much. friend. Uh, I agree with you. I think, you know, deep friends are, are really nice, you know, deep, you know, long connections, uh, mm-hmm. especially inter- internal energy people. And finally, you said to help those in need. And this is one of the big things of Love University is, you know, to extend love energy without expectation. So whether it's giving to charity, helping a friend, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I can see that that's a big part of your life as well. Are there certain kind of people that you help? Yes. And, and when I say that uh, I want to help somebody, that doesn't mean I go to every single person and offer my help or this thing. I, I invest my time and energy in, you know, improving myself right. so that if somebody comes to me, they get that vibes, they get that positivity and, you know, some sort of divinity from my personality. And they, they get something from me, even if we don't talk. That is in real sense that how we help somebody. We don't have to say something to somebody if we want to help. Sometimes just like I said, it's listening to somebody and just, you know, standing by someone is of a great help. So that is my idea of helping somebody. I see. That's great. Well, Lynn, it's been wonderful to have you on the show. Like you do have a very spiritual aura about you. I can see that you can be a speaker if you want to be in a writer of this, this field. Tell us, where, where do we hear more about you? Do you have a website? Do you do coaching material? What is it that you can offer our listeners? Yes, I uh, do uh, blogging and I don't know blog, but unfortunately due to my, you know, just not being able to manage priority and uh, time and my energy, I, I hardly update, but I should be consistent to my... Okay, uh, let's put you uh, as a goal. Yeah, Love University I, goal is update your blogs uh, frequently. Okay. Yeah, and, and I, I request, uh, you know, our listeners to follow me on social media and okay. I'm sure, i 100% sure that you'll find, find something that... Yeah. Yes. I love those nuggets of wisdom. So tell us, what is your website, Lena? It's lenachidwan.com. L-E-E-N-A. She is C-H-I-T-W-A-N. That's my hometown. I replaced my surname with my hometown. Okay. okay. Say that one more time slowly so we can get it. The, L-E-E-N-A. So Lena, Lena, which is your first name. It's Lena, C-H-I-T-W-A-N.com. Is Chitwan? Chitwan, yeah. So lenachitwan.com. And yeah. what's your social media handle? A Facebook and all that? Lena Chitwan, all over social media. Oh, okay. Lena at <laughs> Chitwan. Okay, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. That's your slow style. That's great. So you basically write a blog. Do you do anything else? Do you coach people? Do you do any appearances or anything? I am not doing that professionally, but uh, yes, okay. I have a bunch of people who I am uh, mm-hmm. in touch with. And, okay. uh, you know, I'm open to help anyone mm-hmm. uh, yes. in my capacity. So okay. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm all up to listen to great stories. Any kind of stories that you have and yes that's wonderful so you're basically doing this as a humanitarian i guess nonprofit in some way right to help people which is kind of refreshing Mm -hmm. so we really love to have you on the show and if anyone wants to hear more about lena have any questions or want to comment on today's show they can reach us at loveuniversity.love 
Email us at loveuniversallylove at gmail.com. Call us at 310-226-8090. Alina, I know you're in San Francisco. I'm in um, Southern California, so maybe we can meet up sometime. Yes, uh, we should. And, we should, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I'll maybe even have you as a guest on uh, one of my seminars and talks, because sometimes we do things wow. uh, you know, live, uh, you know, things like that. So it's been wonderful to have you on the show. And again, I extend love and energy to you and your people, and also that you continue the work you're doing to help change the world. And again, if your face were a soul, what would it look like? In your case, I think it would be very beautiful and lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, Dr. Avila. Talking to you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Love University. That was a great show with Lena Duwadi. And what struck me about her is that she's a very lovely woman and also very humble and, and spiritual. And she's trying to make a big difference in the world. The idea is your face wore a soul, what would it look like? And I think that's an important question to ask ourselves. As we go out in the world of appearances and, and physical manifestations, what is your inner self like? Are you humble, compassionate, grateful, optimistic? Do you give love to others without expectation? Those are the beautiful things in life that we want to encourage Love University listeners to go out and do this week. To smile at people, pay sincere compliments, help those who need help, open a door for someone, even help a hopeless person or a friend. Listen, the ears more than the mouth is very important when people are hurting and need your help. If you want to be on the show, if you have a show question, if you want to follow us, you can like us on Facebook at Love University Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Love Letter U Podcast. You can subscribe to us on Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Listen to our show. Every week we have really interesting guests or topics that can really uplift you, transform your life, and give you that loving energy that can be a tremendous inner power, inner joy. So until next time, this is Dr. Alex Avila of Love University. Put away your notebooks, your iPads, your iPhones, and we'll see you next time. Dr. Avila. Thank you.